for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome back to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we're live at Interjam down by the river at the amazing Mountain Breeze Campground. And we're sitting here with our first guest of the festival. It's always an honor to sit down and do this, and uh, excited to sit here and chat with Anna Lamare. I was worried I was going to bu- uh, butcher that one, but I didn't. So, <laughs> you did good. Uh, excited to have you on. How's uh, everything going? Oh, it's great. I just came in for the pre party yesterday and had a really good time playing. and picking some music late night with everybody nice yeah nice, nice. yeah it was a uh, it was an interesting experience yesterday i'd never done the pre-party thing before so no that was really fun yeah awesome so you're originally from new york mm-hmm. but you're kind of loosely based out of houston yes. somewhere in that area yeah <laughs> uh, so uh, so growing up in new york who introduced you to music uh, so I didn't officially grow up in New York. Okay. Um, so I was born there, and my mother and I kind of moved around. She's a musician, hence the yeah. where I got introduced. Uh, though she's a jazz musician. Okay. So we moved around a bunch, just she and I. And then when I was probably three or four, we landed up um, moving to Australia because my Australian stepdad that she landed up marrying um, brought us there. So And then we kind of continued to move around all over. So we moved back to the States for a while between Colorado and New Orleans. And then I was in Europe from my freshman year of high school through uh, all of university gotcha. and then moved back to the States. Awesome. I remember remember hearing about the being over in Europe part. I don't mm. know if you posted something on Facebook or Probably. if you if you had done a podcast and it came up and I just happened to be listening to oh, it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Um, yeah. But the Australia part, that definitely slipped because one of my goals is to go to Australia for a, a legal extended period of time. Like, you know, it just... <laughs> As long as a uh, as a passport will let me be there, so I think you can you can do six months as a visitor, mm-hmm. and then you can extend it for a reason. Okay. So like I was able to extend for an extra three or six months or so. Okay. Um, my sister was getting married. So that was my excuse. But, okay. But fair I'm sure you can come up with one. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right, so w- I, I mean, we've interviewed a lot of Australian musicians on the podcast mm-hmm. with the birth of Zoom and all that fun stuff. Uh, for you, what was the uh, scene like there? So I, when I was living there, I was, I was, um, very young okay. between three and seven, though I have been back, um, a couple of times in the last decade. I did spend a year there in 2016 mm-hmm. and I went to, I went to a festival there called, uh, Dorigo, uh-huh. um, music and bluegrass. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how the name goes and saw some amazing music there. And there's a, there is a strong folk scene, which is pretty I don't, know, I don't know if they call it Australiana versus Americana <laughs> or something, but it's um, it's pretty cool because it's kind of like you trade out the Blue Hills of Kentucky and, you know, moonshine or whatever mm-hmm. for, you know, um, the stories of Australia. Yeah. So people growing up on the on the range or um, kind of in the outback mm-hmm. with um, sheep flocks or, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of stuff like that. Um, so I heard a lot of songs that felt very familiar and nostalgic, but the stories were completely new, yeah. though the the. Uh, their overall themes were still the same, but it was pretty cool. There was some really excellent artists. I wish I remembered some of their names off the top of my head, but it was, gosh, it was almost getting on 10 years ago. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> so 
was that Sydney or were you over more in like Perth? Or? Um, so I was on the East Coast. Okay. Um, my sister lived in a town called Orange, which is up in the mountains, kind of or kind of high plains outside of west of Sydney. Okay. And my father uh, lives in a very small town, kind of in between Sydney and Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went up and down the coast. I hitchhiked some and nice. and kind of you know just puttered around. And uh, Dorigo is um, on that in the coast, kind of it's got a beautiful kind of rainforest area close to it yeah. and stuff but yeah that's really cool yeah a lot of my australian friends get mad when i automatically just bring up sydney because it's like well it's the one where i know exactly where it's at like <laughs> are they from melbourne because that would make sense it, it, they're either from melbourne <laughs> yeah. or brisbane and i've just recently started uh meeting some people from perth oh yeah like there was a long-standing joke on the podcast that anytime we had an australian person on it was never from perth because i didn't think people in perth played music until i had people <laughs> from perth on and one of them kind of called me out on it, and I'm like, "That's funny." Shoot. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know much about Perth, but it is kind of like it. Is, I think it's probably the furthest city from mm. any other civilization yeah. in the world, right? Yep. So, whatever community does exist, I'm sure yeah. it's really strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine and they do have a really cool scene. It's just it's a pain to get out there. Like, yeah, you, yeah, so. yeah. Um, so traveling as much as you had or did growing up um and then kind of were you playing music all throughout your childhood or where where does that kind of come into play um i mean we we did kind of old traditional tunes in the car kind of singing and learning some harmonies but not not really i uh, i honestly fought with my mom too much to learn music from her um and i I kind of came into it on my own in college Mm -hmm. i kind of just started puttering around on the guitar and did a couple open mics and then when I moved to North Carolina to Chapel Hill after I graduated from university mm-hmm. I landed up booking bands for this music venue seven days a week mm-hmm. called Southern Rail and um, just from listening to all these bands every single night I fell in love with Americana and folk and bluegrass and yeah. and there were there were things I picked up from my childhood that had been kind of swirling around like we listened to a lot of Joni Mitchell and Ray Charles kind mm-hmm. of country western and um, you know things like that but I didn't really grow up on a lot of the music I listen to now or play. So I'm still catching up on all the, all the artists, but that was North Carolina was kind of my intro. And then, but it wasn't really until, um, yeah, I had like a small band that did like a wine gig here and there Mm -hmm. with covers, but I haven't, I didn't really start doing my original music or doing what I'm doing now until the last year. So it's all very new. So your mom, was she trying to teach you like jazz standards and stuff or? No, not so much. Actually, she, she was more into like, um, songs like down in the valley and, and, um, like old, uh, you know, Christopherson songs and stuff like that. So she, or, or, or Irish, um, and Scots ballads and stuff like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, so you, so you kind of started cutting your teeth in the North Carolina there. Mm -hmm. Carolina's got a really interesting scene like north carolina south carolina i just mm-hmm. kind of bunch it into like i'm sure people probably hate it that I <laughs> north and south carolina together but you know I, i've never been to either so i can't really. so i don't know i haven't spent a ton of time in south carolina uh-huh. but the north carolina scene is incredible yeah. it's so saturated with in a good way with just inc- amazing musicians they're just what it's a uh, it's like you can't swing a cat without hitting a good musician there yeah. kind of thing yeah, yeah. um and uh, in the Piedmont where I was, the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area, mm-hmm. it's awesome because Chapel Hill, Carborough has this like amazing like bluegrass folk scene, mm-hmm. and Durham has this kind of indie grunge yeah. slash like just kind of alternative scene, and Raleigh's got you know it's still kind of riding on its '90s mm-hmm. indie rock that it, yeah. it came out with, and they're all so good and so fun, and then there's all this stuff in between, which is great. Dang it! I wish I'd have gotten that job over um, in North Carolina. I think it was in North Carolina. Where's uh, Eastern Carolina University at? Is that ECU? That's that's um that's 
east of the Piedmont in North yeah. Carolina. Yeah. I, I was Greenville, uh, I think. Yeah, Greenville. That's yeah. what it is. Um, a, a few, about a year or so ago, I was like actively trying to move to Carolina because I, it was just one of those things where I, I had it in my mind that that's where I was going to go because I got a lot of bluegrass friends that live out that oh, way. Cool. So I was like, they live in like North Carolina, South Carolina, West Virginia, that kind of like yeah. confined area. And it's like, if I move out there, I at least I'll know people. Like right. that, that's always my concern is like when Community's I move. Community's big. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I ended up not getting the job that I wanted. So I was just like, eh, and I just kind of let that one. ECU is a party town, yeah. man. I went there for one night. It was nuts. Uh, <laughs> and the, I don't know if you know this. I just, this is where I learned it and I'll never forget it. In North Carolina, like um, the sororities mm-hmm. have to have like a, like a maitre d or like a woman like yeah. an older lady living in them otherwise they're they're technically considered a brothel <laughs> so <laughs> and they were all so they have to have like a house mom or something yeah, yeah. they have to otherwise otherwise it's uh it's considered like a you know and uh a hoe house <laughs> that's so funny yeah and so like and ecu is just good they got a lot of uh, sororities and fraternities and stuff so mm-hmm. there was just lots of those houses around i remember them being pointed out to me and being that just blew my mind at the time like what (laughs) and so um from there did you move down when did you move to texas here or uh i moved to houston just before uh, it was it was fall fall or winter before covid okay so probably october november yeah that's when i ended up made my way to waco i was in uh, tallahassee Mm. for two years yeah and i have had enough i had enough of the uh, florida armpit as (laughs) i've grown to call it um (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to Texas. Texas mm. sounds fun. And this was before it was cool to move to Texas. Because right. I feel like COVID kind of made it cool to move yeah, to Texas. Yeah, it did. And then, yeah. So I've been here about four years now. Okay. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, me too. Um, so where are you kind of at creatively right now? What Are you working on music, writing, recording? Where are you yeah, kind of at? Yeah, uh, a little bit of everything. I, As I was kind of mentioning, I, I dove in kind of in December. And mm-hmm. I hadn't, because I hadn't really been doing much of any of it, until leading right up to December. That means like down to having songs memorized and writing more original music and, and kind of, you know, you have to figure out a little bit more of your sound and what, what feels really good to you and what tracks with audiences and all that stuff too, while still feeling like you're being yourself. Um, that, that uh, I, I'm still in the process of kind of learning and growing in all of the aspects as well mm-hmm. as all the jobs that come with being your yeah. own independent musician. So booking manager and you know social media marketing and you know, all that stuff uh i i have i have more than enough music to start recording mm-hmm. and uh i'm kind of just in the process of looking for the right place to to record the music yeah. and, and get a producer um and then i want to put out an album for sure nice. so i'm i pretty much have that like i'm on i'm right at that level but as soon as you start the process it's a whole new world of information that you have to learn and do and it's so overwhelming i i've kind of been procrastinating i'll be honest fair (laughs) enough you know it's one of those things where this day and age like yes doing like a full album is still like that standard that a lot of bands and musicians hold themselves to it's like Mm -hmm. if we want to be official we got to get a full project out you know yeah but this day and age, I think it's like Spotify has just rewarded the idea of singles, singles. so much, and it's like yeah. I don't have like I don't have a feeling one way or the other about it. But it's it's like I still miss that full length album. Sure, me too. But they they they've started doing this thing where you can do like a waterfall release, yes. so you, which yeah. is really cool. It is, and that's I mean I know I was listening to one podcast where there was a guy who's putting out an album. I think that I think the album itself probably has 
like upwards of 30 tracks mm-hmm. on it and they just keep releasing a new one as a single all the time yeah. so it's just like this constant waterfall right yeah of, yeah of songs and i don't even know if they're ever gonna have an album release but it just keeps adding into the album yeah um <clears throat> and i i do like that idea um i feel like you're right yeah singles are definitely better for streaming but once that's complete and you get an album then you can get reviews and publicity and yeah. you can sell it at yeah. your shows so it's that's like more for you yeah so i guess kind of doing trying to mix it together is seems to be a, a good yeah. way right yeah and it's one of those things where you just got to come up with a good strategy that works for you like i'll mm. i've got obviously i work with a bunch of musicians so just throwing out random ideas at them like sure. hey have you tried thought about this and you know and i had uh, my buddy uh, jeff he lives out in new mexico he's got a, a rock band and well he's probably gonna hate me that i called it a rock band because they're not <laughs> a rock you know sorry jeff so it's it is what it is <laughs> um but you know it's one of those deals where they're in the, they have enough music to record like a full album mm. but they don't have the budget to record a full album that's such a yeah they're like so we can go and like record like a small ep like a three four song ep mm-hmm. and i'm like well what if you do this and i told him i was like you guys are in the process of rebranding so print up come up with a killer idea for like a shirt or a hoodie or like some piece of merch offer that ep for free if they buy this shirt and then just release it on spotify a couple months later and then you win twice you know Mm -hmm. yeah so it's just trying to find a strategy that works you do have to be creative and the the budgeting thing is a huge deal because it's 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 kind of a catch-22 like you know it's really expensive to put out mm-hmm. especially when you're new and you're not really tracking bigger rooms or or you know high ticket sales uh like me and uh but you need the music to mm. to be able to afford to make the music almost yeah. right and so and things like kickstarter can be great yeah. but it's so much work yeah. and you basically have to put everything else on the side to yeah. just focus on it and you pretty much have to have like 80 to 90 percent of your funding already like in the bag before you start a Kickstarter mm-hmm. to make it really effective. So mm-hmm. that's, I'm like, well, why don't I just go ask people for money? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, Kickstarter is it, what I like. I feel because a lot of people have asked me about starting Kickstarters or Indiegogos or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and it's like they worked originally, but nowadays everybody and their mothers just putting one out for yeah. any little thing. Yeah, and it's like. I like the idea of Patreon, mm-hmm. but again, because, you know, it's, it's like a subscription to, mm-hmm. to somebody's music and life in yeah. a way. But again, you have to you have to really come up with things that are going to be that you can do systematically yeah. over a good time period. So you're not going to fall behind on that feels like you. But that also is like an interesting mm-hmm. enough for the yeah. people who are supporting you. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. A, so we do a radio show early, or on Mondays through Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. And on the platform that we uh, release it, I did a subscription service thing. I was like, you know what? Make it just like super cheap and we'll figure it out as kind of we go. And I made it like a $3 subscription, figured, you know what? If we get a couple, couple people, at least I'm covering my expenses, like whatever my expenses are, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Except I didn't read that they're taking 80% of my money. Yeah. And so, like, I put it down to $3. I put it on $3 or whatever, and I'm getting, like, 52 cents no. for every sub. And I'm like, Man. I don't even really want to. Small text. I, I don't really want to pay this, but. And I would try and go in and, like, raise it up. Like, if I raise it to 5 bucks, maybe I can get a dollar out of it. Right. You know, like, whatever it is. And I'm just like, oh. and they won't let me raise the price. They're like, oh. yeah, you kind of said it. That's what it's at. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. You win. You win. <laughs> um, so, we're sitting here at. 
in a jam. Uh, this is your first year, or you came last I year? I came for a day to check it out, mm-hmm. and I had a great time. It was really fun. Um, I didn't, I didn't honestly. When I came, it was my friend was playing Alex Koba, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I, I didn't realize it was like a whole weekend festival. So I probably, if I'd been able to plan for it, I would have yeah. stayed because it's beautiful here and yeah. and everybody's so nice and the music's great and it's very low key, like in a good way. Like it's yeah. a very manageable festival, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're definitely trying to help uh, Dustin grow it a bit and, you know, just kind of... Like, it, it's one of those things where you don't want to cross a threshold of making it like a, you know... You don't want to be too cool. Yeah, you don't want to be too cool that everybody <laughs> everybody's coming in and it, it kind of ruins the essence, but you also want to make it so that it's worth coming to. So, like, come but don't come. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, just it, kidding. It's like, I think it's... You have to be in the right frame of mind. Yeah, yeah. Because we were talking about that this morning about some situations that unfolded last night where people weren't yes in the right frame of yeah. mind for this festival so that was definitely that was an interesting it's you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah fair <laughs> enough i was present yes i it's so funny because last night i was sitting there and it was like 11 30 and my allergies started acting up and i'm like mm. okay i'm gonna go take some allergy meds and chill out and then i'll just kind of see where they're at in 15 20 minutes when i'm done and so I walk into my apartment and I start seeing all my gears just kind of stir, sprawled all over the cabin. And I'm like, I probably should start setting some of this stuff up because I'm not going to do it in the morning. I'm right. not going to want to do it at eight o'clock in the morning. So I start playing with it and like it was 1230, quarter to one, whatever it was. And I stick my head out the door and I couldn't hear anything like. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I know they're supposed to be doing something. I think we went until like 2 or 2.30. Yeah, because you were over at, du- uh, over at the, Bl- dust. the blue lights. Yeah. 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 And so I was sitting there. I was like, I don't hear anything. Do I really want to go venture out right now or just you, take this opportunity to sleep? You didn't hear our awesome Blink-182 cover? No, I'm really <laughs> jealous. It was actually a mashup with... Oh, what song was it? Oh, with the Goodbye Earl. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. It wasn't my idea. It was awesome, though. Right. Oh, so we're sitting here. Um, what's kind of the plan for the rest of the year? Are you just playing shows, or what do you yeah. kind of got going on the rest of the year? Yeah, so shows are my income, 100%. Um, so trying to fill out as many days as possible mm-hmm. in places that I also love. Mm-hmm. Um, I let's see. I'll be here through the weekend. I play tomorrow with mm-hmm. Logan Timberlake. Um, around, I think it's 2.45-ish it on Friday. amazing. I heard him last night. Yeah, he it sounded was, great. Yeah. And and we found out that we both do a cover that I think we're going to do together. Nice. So. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then basically, I starting on Tuesday, I start driving to, to BC, Canada. Okay. Um, so I'm going all the way up the West Coast. I drive to LA and then go up through, you know, San Francisco, Portland, mm-hmm. Seattle and everything. And so I'm uh, in the process of trying to... Um, finalize some details because i go up the coast and back down the mm-hmm. coast and i'm going to get my dog as well which okay. i'm very excited about. Fair. um and so i'll have a bunch of shows that i'm i'm about to put up online so i'm just kind of finalizing a lot of those details and that gets me back to texas in second week of december something like that awesome. and then i'll be back playing in austin houston stuff like that so nice. yeah you're picking a uh, very interesting time to go that far north yeah i have my big winter jacket in my car yeah <laughs> it is one of those things where uh one of my buddies was like hey let's do a road trip sometime soon and i'm like dude the only place i want to go is like further up north and i'm not doing that now like, <laughs> i'll wait until may where it's a little bit more manageable yeah but right now if i because i want to go like my dream is to do something similar but go to seattle and then cut down yeah 
to basically just take the coastline down. Yeah, it's honestly, it's not bad. Mm -hmm. There's only one area where it gets a little bit dicey Mm -hmm. because um, most of Highway 1 and everything, and 5, I believe, Mm -hmm. are... um, are really manageable even when it's cold because I drove up in late December yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah. But um, that when you go that Northern California to Oregon, mm-hmm. when you're when you're on the main highway, there's like an overpass there that can get really dicey. Okay. But I also have done the thing where I cut from the highway up to the redwoods. Yeah. And when it was when all those huge storms were hitting California, Uh-oh. and the redwoods were like like going over me in full bend I was like I'm going to die and then as soon as I got through the windy trees I was mm. up in some like overpass with snow that I didn't expect yeah. and I was like I'm going to die out here too <laughs> nice. oh, no. so those, th- that part was hard but the rest of the whole rest of the trip was easy um, so it is doable yeah is for doable. sure you for just sure. need all weathers well because chains. Uh, I was telling somebody yesterday I went up to Montana a few years ago in the dead heat of summer hmm. mid July and you know i was thinking you know what shorts t-shirt we're cool <laughs> and so we go and we're doing a bunch of recording sessions with uh heavy metal bands and we're in nice. this like little makeshift studio thing that they got and we wrap up at like midnight i will a i wasn't expecting to run that late but right. we, you know we're, we're going till midnight whatever it is and the the guy that owns the place he's like hey you guys got jackets or anything and i'm like <laughs> no why it's july he's like step outside i'm like okay step outside it's 40 degrees and i'm like crap (laughs) wait it gets that cold up here he's like yeah because we were up in like northern montana like an hour from the border right yeah it does it does get cold i mean that's pretty because i well i i i'm more i'm more familiar with bc and because Mm -hmm. you're on the coast you don't get the super super cold weather until it's actually winter but still that's that's nuts yeah. yeah i was like man I, I don't know how you guys deal with this like I, I mean i'm sure it's probably cool for like bonfires and stuff but that's true you know that's true but uh really appreciate you taking the time to sit yeah. down and chat with me a little bit Thanks. one question i'm going to ask everybody at the end of this what is the most random cover song you've ever been requested to play a requested to play yes you know i haven't gotten all that many requests um so i probably have a bad answer i don't know if i have a good answer or what um, is the most obscure cover song that you play um, I would say the most obscure one is probably, well, for the, the one that's good for all audi- audiences is Chocolate Jesus from Tom Waits. Yes. But if I'm, if I'm in an audience that can hear really raunchy stuff, it's a song called, uh, Spring Water by Bird Cloud. Okay. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, really appreciate you t- sitting down and chatting with me. If anybody wants to check out, uh, any of your shows, uh, interact with you on social, all that fun stuff. Uh, where's the best place to find you? Yep. So I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, and I have a SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And they're all under either Anna Lamare, so that's L-A, and then M-A-R-E, like a horse mare, mm-hmm. but Mare. Um, and it's either under Anna Lamare or Anna Lamare Music. Awesome. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I really thank appreciate you. it. And uh, we'll be back, or we'll see you guys later.